Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Getting to the end of a video game is no easy feat, but not every game wants to give you the warm and fuzzies at the end. If you've been a What Culture devotee for some time, you've probably already experienced epically dark endings like those of Spec Ops The Line and Shadow of the Colossus. Now these are some incredible endings, but I want to dig into some other truly depressing finales. I'm Jess from What Culture, and here are 10 seriously dark video game endings. Spoilers lie ahead, so beware. Number 10, The Last of Us. Yeah, okay, I said I wasn't gonna cover any obvious choices and now I've gone with The Last of Us, but this ending is brutal in a whole bunch of different ways. So on the list it goes. After one of the most brutal beginnings in all of gaming, The Last of Us takes you on a journey centered around Joel and Ellie seeking a cure for the zombie plague, I'm sorry, Cordyceps fungus outbreak. Ellie appears to be the key as her infection never transformed her into a mindless cannibal, and as such, she seems to be immune. Come the end of the game, post plenty of clicker dodging and Joel and Ellie bonding, Ellie is rendered unconscious by almost drowning, and the two are captured by a Firefly patrol. Back in the Firefly's base, Joel discovers that the way they're intending to create a vaccine is to remove a part of Ellie's brain, which will kill her. Well, he isn't about to let that happen. He bursts into the operating room and kills the lead surgeon, along with anyone standing between him and their freedom. The final nail is when Ellie comes to on the drive out of the city, when she experiences survivor's guilt and Joel lies to her. He insists that the Fireflies discovered plenty of other people immune to the virus and concluded there was no way to make a cure after all. Number 9. Braid Jonathan Blow's 2008 puzzle platformer Braid is an interesting one. From the outset, you're a dude called Tim traveling through a series of bright, whimsical levels using your handy power of time manipulation to save a princess from a monster. Or so it seems. In the game's final level, everything but Tim moves in reverse. It depicts the princess running from a knight, working with Tim to dodge obstacles in order to reach her home. In Braid's final moments, however, time moves forward again, reversing Tim's actions, which shows the princess running from Tim, placing obstacles to try and evade him, and finally being rescued by the knight. It's revealed that the monster she's running from is actually Tim, the dude you've been playing as the whole game. 
The implications of you being the villain of the storyline the whole time and the recontextualizing of Tim's reflection on himself and comments on his journey and the princess the whole time are pretty damn unsettling. That's doubled down given you've already connected with Tim quite a bit due to the frustrations of many of the game's tricky puzzles. Only to find out he sucks. Number 8. Conquer's Bad Fur Day since we're on the topic of games that seem all bright and fun and find wildly depressing ways to end, let's talk about Rare's 2001 action game for N64, Conker's Bad Fur Day. Your first tip off that this isn't Mario is that Conker is an alcoholic squirrel heading home after a night of heavy drinking and Bruh. talking to go back to his girlfriend Barry. What ensues is a series of complications including taking on a giant singing pile of feces, having to fight militant teddy bears, and countering a scheme set by the Panther King to capture Conker. In your confrontation with the Panther King, Barry is shot and killed by the head of the Weasel Mafia. Fast forward and we're fighting an alien in space with a katana that Conker demanded the programmers provide him with. After winning, he's crowned king of the land. Yeah, this game goes places. But Barry is still dead, and Conker expresses remorse for not asking the programmers to bring her back, realizing he's lost his chance to bargain with them. The game ends with Conker ruminating on wishing he appreciated what he already had, and after the credits we see him drunkenly exiting the bar as a storm approaches, heading off in the opposite direction than he took at the game's start. If that sounds pretty dark, the original ending allegedly had Conker put a gun to his head, but Rare decided it was too dark, so maybe we got off easy. Number 7. The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt – The Bad Ending the Witcher games are famous for some truly heavy questlines, many of which don't ever have a good outcome, and some where you think you've made the right choice only to find some devastating consequences unfolded as a result of your choices. I'm looking at you, Bloody Baron. This narrative approach is also super present in the end of the main game, if you get the bad ending. In this series of events, Geralt finds himself at the end of his tumultuous journey alone, having tried to romance Yennefer and Triss, and you know, chicks don't love that. On top of that, if he doesn't have enough faith in Ciri, she either never becomes a witcher and leaves him to become empress, or she straight up dies, unable to return from the other world because she's become too reliant on you. Which is obviously worse. At the very end, monsters close in around Geralt looking gravely defeated in a house, and it's highly suggested that he doesn't make it. It's also a pretty heartbreaking reflection of the person Geralt has become through his bitterness and expectation that he will die alone. And I'm sure getting that ending after the dozens or hundreds of hours you poured into this epic made you decide to take a break from video games for a while. Number 6. Limbo Playdead's Limbo was inside before inside was inside. Well, there's no giant amorphous meat blob, but otherwise the hallmarks are all there. You play as a little shadow boy in a puzzle side-scroller where everything is already pretty bloody dreary. You awake in a forest and a spider tries to kill you, after which you take off trying to find your missing sister. While seeking her, any humans you encounter are either running for their lives or also trying to kill you. When you reach the end of the monochrome hellscape, you're thrown through a pane of glass and land back in the forest where you find your sister and then the screen cuts to black. There's no narration in the game and the events are up for your interpretation. But the leading theory is that given the main screen after you've finished the game shows the very same final area with flies buzzing around the two locations of the characters in this scene, that this is where the boy and his sister both died. Perhaps they fell from the treehouse and died, perhaps the boy is stuck repeating this series of events forever. Whichever theory you like, few of them look good for our hero. Number 5. Soma Frictional Games is famous for their amnesia games, but their 2015 survival horror outing Soma was a serious sleeper hit that deserves your attention if it passed you by. 
The game centers around an underwater research facility which you're exploring as Simon Jarrett, a man from 2015 who's awoken in the facility in 2104 after a mass extinction event took out all of humanity. You believe you're speaking with a woman named Catherine, but discover she's a brain scan, as is Simon himself existing in a modified corpse of one of the ship's personnel. Simon faces robots who want to kill him, and some who don't, horrific circumstances, and the fallout of the events of the facility. This is all in his effort to recover the Ark, a black box housing a simulated world and the brain scans of all the personnel aboard the facility. Yeah, this one's really hard to properly describe in just a few sentences. At the end of Simon's mission, he succeeds. Kinda. He sends the Ark off into space, but of course, he doesn't go with it. It's a copy of Simon and Catherine's consciousness that were transferred into the Ark, and not the versions we've been playing as and alongside. The two argue, and Catherine's cortex chip short-circuits, killing her and leaving Simon helpless and alone, trapped in the facility on a devastated Earth. The Ark versions of the two are pretty stoked though, so let's try and think about that. Number 4. Red Dead Redemption Red Dead Redemption 2's ending, especially the bad one, but even the good one, is pretty bloody depressing. But in terms of downer western finales, I think we have to give the cake to Red Dead Redemption the first. Poor John Marston, you spend the whole damn game trying to be a good person and create a new life for your family, all the while essentially being blackmailed by the government. In the end though, John gets screwed over. His farm is surrounded by lawmen, among them Edgar Ross the person who used John the whole way through to do his dirty work. John sends his family to safety and is gunned down. It's up to you if you accept John's fate or take as many of the goons out as you can before you're inevitably overwhelmed. The game then flashes forward to focus on Jack, John's son, who duels and defeats Ross. Now this is badass, but it's not the life John wanted for Jack and we know that, so it feels like the cycle continues and what lies ahead for Jack remains unknown. Number 3. Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater Metal Gear Solid games are a ride, perhaps none more so than Metal Gear Solid 3. Set 31 years before the events of Metal Gear, the story revolves around Naked Snake in his attempt to rescue a Russian rocket scientist, take out an experimental superweapon, and assassinate his former boss whose name is, quite literally, The Boss. Whew, busy times. A hell of a lot goes down, and if you haven't played this one for yourself, you should. But the ending is absolutely brutal. When all is said and done, you defeat your former mentor, the boss, then learn that she was not a defector, but a double agent working for the government. This now infamous twist tore fans apart. In the game's final scene, we see Snake standing over the boss's grave, saluting and shedding a single tear. It's absolutely agonizing. Snake is still a hero at this point, but he realizes his naivety in blindly trusting the government and his assignment. It's truly heart-wrenching. Number 2. Mother 3 Mother 3 was an RPG made for the Game Boy Advance that was released in 2006. It centers on Lucas, a boy with psychic abilities, who, alongside a party of characters, attempts to prevent a mysterious invading army from destroying the world. Which is not, not a tall order. The game is bleak piled on more bleak with a touch of super freaking sad. The game starts with the death of Lucas's mother, the disappearance of his brother, and to top it all off, his father abandons him. Then he and his mates track and confront a mysterious masked man dedicated to breaking the seal of the Dark Dragon, which, if you didn't get it from context, is a very bad thing. Turns out that dude was Lucas's brainwashed twin brother, the one that went missing. 
In his confrontation with Lucas, he regains his humanity and commits suicide over his grief related to his actions and his mother's death. On top of that, the Dark Dragon is revived anyway, the world gets destroyed, and everyone dies a brutal and terrible death. The game later shows the game's main cast of characters have survived, and perhaps Lucas uses the Dark Dragon to make things right again, but still not a great ending for the millions of people who just violently died. Number 1. Telltale's The Walking Dead, Season 1 Honestly, you couldn't really go wrong with any of the endings to Telltale's Walking Dead seasons for this list, but Lee and Clementine's bond was iconic, so we'll go with the original. Part of the reason this one hurts so much is that the narrative expertly puts you in the shoes of Lee, and the stakes are so high and constantly life or death that you naturally bond with the other zombie apocalypse survivors. None more so than your adoptive ward, Clementine. Throughout the game, you make brutal choices of who to save, who to feed, when to steal, who to leave behind, and how to educate or protect Clem through the realities of the nasty game world. All the while, when you make choices, the game tells you, so-and-so will remember this. In the end, it's just the two of you. Lee is mortally wounded and has been bitten by a walker. Clem finds her zombified parents she hoped had survived, and drags her only surviving surrogate parent, Lee, to an abandoned store. You then have the option to ask her to kill you before you turn or tell her to run. No matter what you decide, the game instructs you that Clem will remember this. If that's not sad enough for you, you can always head on over to Season 2, which is effectively a depression simulator with zombies. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.